0: Netflix bingers. This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert. As always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. How are you doing this week?
1: Doing well, man. Can't complain. We got a big movie to talk about, Suicide Squad. Super Dude. excited about that. Also, see last week, Bachelor fans, if you are watching us and you love our Bachelorette commentary, I'm sorry I didn't watch last week because Schubert undersold this. And Katie oh, uh- ba- <laughs> Katie looks really bad, bro. Like Did you even watch he the was trying to say, Yes, I watched the finale. Yes. Yes. I saw her try to talk shit and use what the internet said about Greg again. Th- it's not time for that. Because I got a lot to say about that. She was wrong. So you can't, you can't, a man Greg. can't tell you. A man cannot tell you. He you fill the hole in my heart, and you look him dead in the face and say, I love looking at you. And then say Oh yeah, you're you're, you're getting the rose Bitch, I just told you You feel the hole in my heart Did she have nothing to say? Man Look And then she kept saying, you should have said goodbye Goodbye, bitch you chose Blake I'm not telling you goodbye What's wrong with you?
0: She never chose Blake at that point
1: Bruh She was gonna choose Blake, man we knew she was gonna choose Blake. So okay, so we're not doing this now because we're gonna do this later. Like, but I did watch the finale, and Blake should have been mad that her ass was salty at Greg. I'd have been like, "Well, damn! I thought I thought we happy. You you had a little too much spice, to but we gonna get into all of that." Next. Exactly, we we gonna get into all that. But I'm excited to talk about that uh, Suicide Squad and then Untold. I I really like this. See. Netflix is winning World me over with certain 100. things. But I'm, I'm just saying, Netflix is winning me over with certain things. I like how they've been doing anime recently. They Shaman King out, Ra- record of Ragnarok. I'm liking that. This Untold series could be big for them because I'm a sucker for sports docs and they're doing the the grittier side of sports docs. Like that boxing one with that woman who's trainer, that shit gonna be crazy. The dude who could have yeah. beat Federer is gonna be crazy. And like learning about Bruce Fader. Jenner will be... Will be you know, interesting. But I'm excited for Untold and to talk about that. But we got a lot to discuss, man. Glad to be back.
0: Yeah, it's cool. Untold's like, what, every other week or something like that? Or maybe every week for the next... Because I know that... I think it's the, every... Yeah, it
1: might be every week.
0: The Caitlyn Jenner one comes out at the end of the month. And I think that boxing one comes out next week.
1: I think so. I think yeah, so. And the
0: Marty Fish one, I think, is in uh, September. But, yeah, I mean, that was really like, cool. Hey, cool. So, it's it's crazy. We had a pretty good week of stuff with Suicide Squad and, you know, and Bachelorette Ending and Untold and lots of really great stories that came out. Um, some stuff that I'm really excited to talk about. But, um, yeah, Lennon, if you're ready, I mean, we could just go ahead and jump in on this because it seems like we're already ready to get to the end. All right. So, let's get started. Oh,
1: wait, 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 wait. We can't get started until.
0: Yeah! <laughs> Bam! There we go. Uh, so big news coming out uh, in the Star Wars front. Disney Plus's upcoming live action series Ahsoka is reportedly looking to cast an actress to per- portray Sabine Wren in live action. Reportedly, the oh, actor okay. will star opposite Dawson in what is presumably going to be a significant role. So we assume significant actress. Uh, some fan casts that I've seen. The big one is Chloe Bennett. Uh, some other names have been thrown out there. She Claudia did just Kim. leave
1: Powerpuff Girls. She said, I'm, she said yeah. fuck this, she's out.
0: Yeah, and could that be because maybe they've been asking her about the possibility of moving into playing Sabine Rand and getting involved in that filming? Uh, Claudia it's Kim. It's possible. Uh, Tira Sarkar. Uh, Sir- she was the voice actress who played Sabine. Fits the description. Could definitely play her in live action. And we've seen with uh, Lars Mickelson that they are thinking about bringing in voice actors from Rebels to play their characters. So that could definitely happen. Uh, Jessica Parker Kennedy is another name I saw. Zoe Saldana would be a bigger name. I doubt that that would actually pan out. A little too old. I mean, what old. has she been doing lately?
1: Yeah, I mean, true, she's true, 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 same age
0: as Rosario Dawson, you know? I guess But that's what I'm
1: saying. Though. Sabine's supposed to yeah, Sabine's supposed to be a little younger.
0: I mean, at this point, she's going to be pretty old.
1: That's fair, but you know I, there's some other names that excite me more than Zoe Saldana. Let me see yeah. that
0: our real world our real world challenge girl Jamie Chung she's shout out to Jamie a, Chung a man, she'd kill it. especially yeah, it, after
1: Lovecraft. I, she did a good job.
0: She did a good job with Lovecraft, and I think she's definitely trying to move into getting some more serious roles. but could she pull off some of the fighting that would need to be done for Sabine? I'm not sure yeah, Grace that's Park is another name that's been out there. Uh, she's obviously been in some things where she's done some action. Priyanka Chopra for Quantico. Uh, Naomi Scott, who Piranha was Priyanka
1: Chopra isn't that Joe- Nick Jonas's wife?
0: Yeah, but she was the star she... of Quantico, so she, I mean, she definitely serious. But uh, Naomi I, Scott, I
1: know, but she she definitely too
0: old. And then my two favorite fan casts on the list: Jessica Henwick, who already has been in Star Wars. But not someone, not anyone that was serious enough that you couldn't put her in as uh, Sabine Wren. And my, I think the one that I think would be great, and they should probably do it if she wasn't busy, is Karen Fukuhara. I think Karen. I love Fukuhara Karen,
1: man. Oh, I'm a big Karen stan. I love Karen. I just don't know if I want to see her in Star Wars. Like, I want to see her do other stuff. But this would be big for her to kind of get up there. I think I'm liking Jessica Henwick because I also have, like, I'm really big on Henwick and, and Fukuhara. So I like both of those. I would like Henwick because we know she could do the action. But, I mean, yeah. I'm never mad if Karen Fukuhara gets a job. I just don't know if I want her in Star Wars. Come do, Go do an action movie, Karen Fukuhara. Go be like an a, a Atomic Blonde movie. That's what I want.
0: You know, you know, getting something I guess might be a stepping stone for her for that because I mean she is kind of, she's true a main character in the boys, but a secondary main character, you know, she does is, need
1: a a thing. Yeah,
0: I, I assume like whoever is going to play this role is going to be the second lead. Like that's, my that's a good point that they are going to be like right there with Rosario Dawson. Uh, I think you know, I think there's is um. You know, you could definitely assume that because Chloe Bennet walked off the Powerpuff Girls set, that she could be in talks to get a a larger role for something. And that Powerpuff Girls—she's my third favorite. So I think that's definitely possible. Um, But you know, there's some there's some good ideas. We'll see what Disney ends up coming up with. I'm glad it's not like an open cast, like that we don't not seeing. Like we're looking for know the person Sabine's description. They they kind of they're looking to get someone that's going to be like yeah you know, a, a name, a name that's going to push the the needle for sure. so that yep. they definitely need that. Big news for Paramount Plus. South Park creators Trey Parker and Matt Stone have set an expensive new deal with Viacom CBS. They left HBO for, man. Fuck. yeah, that, that calls for the pair to produce fourteen movies with for Paramount Plus based on the Enduring Comedy Central animated franchise um the pact also renews south park as a series for comedy central through its 30th season um that would go to 2027 that's three additional 10 episode seasons of south park Um, bloomberg news reported that the deal was valued at 900 million over a six-year term three addition uh and uh, i can say three additional 10 episode seasons
1: who they make the nine hundred million dollar men? Good for them. They deserve it. They deserve it. This is gonna be great. But fourteen yeah. movies. Fourteen. Don't movies know what that could be. What? Yeah, that's the thing. I, you know, I don't know.
0: But you could do. You could. They don't say how long those movies could be. They could be hour longs. Like I think you could do like a a movie that could be like the Mister Hanky Christmas special. You could do like t- a towely movie. I don't know. You could do like um an avengers type movie with some of the super spin-off friends what's chef yeah. doing what's chef doing that's a good point
1: you could do a lord uh, of the rings movie how they have like the the D game they play like you said the super yeah. friends with with kenny being the question like yeah you could you could get some stuff off of that it, it, you definitely could i'm just interested to see what they do man good for them I, like i said I, i'm big fans of them i've been rewatching futurama in south parks the next thing i rewatch because i've been going through adult comedy animation just d- did king of the hill bob's burgers before this futurama run i've been loving futurama so i'm I'm ready to get to south park
0: yeah i actually did a bob's burgers one it was just funny why you did or you know you're wearing that shirt because i actually I my favorite. on the most recent season so i just watched the most recent season it's confident.
1: great huh yeah because you're a hater
0: I'm not really a hater. I mean, I, I just didn't really think that I was going to get too excited about a Bob's Burgers movie. I'm still I'd hyped it. for it. I'm
1: ready for it. Whenever, Give it to me
0: whenever that happens. Yeah, for real. But so let's jump into the trailers. Let's talk about um. Let's talk about Bachelor up front. Um, Bachelor in Paradise gave their trailer. Looks, I don't know if you caught it. Looks wild. Oh, psh, no, it's wild.
1: Psh, looks wild. They had people humping, girls kissing, dudes kissing. Women and dudes kissing. It was, it was, it was up. And then we see grocery store Joe and old girl. She was, He's like, "Why did you come here?" And he was like, "He, she's here to ruin my shit." And I'm like, Kendall, you should have never been with this dude in the first place." Then seeing Thomas with Becca Kaufman, I was like, "Run, bitch, run! Do not be." Why? With this dude. What did Thomas do, bro? Fuck Thomas, bro. What all are you he did, talking all he, about?
0: All he did was want to come on the show to be a part of the show. Don't they all? What did he do wrong?
1: Man. Fuck do Thomas, bro. I don't want Becca Kaufman with Thomas. Dude, I, 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 I like Becca Kaufman Becca. too much.
0: Not enough to Thomas know her is name. A bad seed. Huh? Not enough to know her name. Her name's Becca Kaufman. No, I'm Becca Kufrin. K-U-F-F-R-I-N. Kufrin,
1: Kufrin Kaufman, same, same diff. Shout out to Beck. But yeah, I, I'm excited to see Aaron fight Thomas.
0: I didn't see... Well, they, a lot of names that they put out there weren't announced. Like they, at least they announced Becca right before, and I knew Thomas was going to be on there because I knew that she and Thomas were not a thing. But to see Demi on there, and Demi's causing a lot of shit, and I'm like, what? yeah, is
1: that that blonde girl? I don't know who yeah. she is.
0: I didn't see her season,
1: but she was yeah. She looked like she was starting mess.
0: Well, this would be her second Paradise. She was on Paradise last season, and like was dating this dude, and then her ex girlfriend came. And like, Ooh. then she and her ex girlfriend got engaged on Bachelor in Paradise, and then oh, they broke up. So it she off. she coming to make so, mess, okay? And she's just coming to make mess because she was just on the Celebrity Dating Game, so we know she's not going to come away with anyone in this. So she's just there to like cause a ruckus between guys and girls. <laughs> like she's just going to fuck everything <laughs> up. It's going to be fun. <laughs> it's wild, absolutely wild. Okay, I'm excited for that. And uh, something else that looks absolutely wild: "Prisoners of Ghostland." Nicholas Cage coming in again with another weird one, but it looks interesting. The Cage Assans, man. The ca- the straight to DVD Cage Assans. Look, I'm interested in this.
1: It looks like one of the better ones that he's done. Uh, I-, I still need to watch Pig. I still need to watch. Um, there's another Nicholas Cage. Right, Willie's Wonderland.
0: Did you see that? one? Yes.
1: Yeah, I, I still need to watch Willie's Wonderland. So, but. I'm excited this for the Cage than Wonderland.
0: You know, I, I saw Willie's Wonderland. It's definitely like it could be, be better than that. Uh, it comes from the same people he's been doing lots of other stuff with, like uh, Colors of Space. So, I mean, he's worked with these filmmakers before. Um, coming off Pig, which I've heard is super good.
1: I heard so Pig's we'll amazing.
0: We'll see how this comes out for, for Nick Cage. I think if this movie comes out next month. Okay. So, gonna really, watch it this it looks so. wild, man. It's all sorts of weird stuff. Going on in Good this. for them. And he's got, like, bombs all over him and stuff like that. It's like a mixture of, like, guns akimbo meets, like, samurai meets zombies or ghosts or whatever hell. I don't even really understand. Like it's some DIY. cyberpunk
1: shit. Yeah, no, it, it looks nuts. It absolutely looks nuts.
0: And, again, keeping on the theme of nuts, Doom Patrol Season 3. I, I never finished Season 2, so don't get too much into... The details, but I did watch the the teaser trailer, and it does look like it's going to get pretty insane with Doom Troll.
1: Looks like we're seeing, I don't know if you remember from the OG Teen Titans show, but we looks like we're getting the uh, Brotherhood of Evil. You see the monkey with the uh, beret, who's like the henchman of um... I can't think of his name right now, but the leader of the Brotherhood of Evil, the mind or whatever his name is, with the the brain, yeah, the brain and the yeah. machine. he He's in there. So if the Doom Patrol is finally going to fight Brotherhood of Evil, this is going to be a good season.
0: Definitely. Um, you know, I have to catch up with season two just so I know where everyone's at. But, you know, I, it, the Doom Patrol is... Just, gotten so much critical acclaim and I think people are really starting to buy into it. So it's good. They come back for season three and hopefully build some more momentum off what they had. Um, so, you know, we've already seen the Brandon Frazier's getting more roles, probably because of some of the stuff that he's been doing in doom patrol. And that's you know, a fact rightfully so. So we'll see it, what, um, what comes this season.
1: Yep. Hype for it. Good think, for them.
0: I think that starts the end of September, which yep. you know doesn't tighten start in a few weeks.
1: No, that's my movie on the rise. Titan starts tomorrow. Oh my <laughs> We're reviewing that next week. Titan starts tomorrow. And I heard it's really, really fucking good. Like, I was saving that for movie on the rise. Like, really good. Yikes. All but right. I did yes, hear the complaint I'm... of it. There, There is a complaint, but me and you aren't going to be mad at the complaint. So, I'll save that for movie on the rise, though. Yeah.
0: Uh, so let's talk about uh, clickbait. Clickbait with uh Adrian Greener aka Vinny Call
1: Chase. him by his name, Vinny Chase.
0: Vinny Chase, bro. My man, man.
1: My man is is looking bad. Like he got kidnapped. He this this person kidnapped him cuz he's an abuser. It seemed did he? Murderer. We don't know. Yeah, crazy. This looks interesting. Yeah. Doesn't look bad. I'll say that.
0: Yeah, I like this kind of uh, the story. I think it's gonna be like a, a limited series, or maybe not a limited series, maybe just a series in general. Oh, it I thought it was a movie. This seems like it's gonna be a lot more than a movie. I mean, they went through a lot.
1: They did, but see, I just thought it was gonna be like a two and a half hour, three hour movie.
0: I mean, let's find out. I mean, clickbait. But yeah, anyway, see. you know, a lot of stuff seems to be happening. This kind of reminds me of like Gone Girl in a sense, where like they're mm-hmm. talking about disappearances. Let's see. Yeah, it's looking like this is a movie. the stories of how people's controlled impulses are fueled. In the oh, it's a, of, I mean, you know, it's a TV show? Episode, oh, God, yeah, it's a TV show. Oh, yeah, it's a
1: mini-series. Okay, mini-series. it's a mini-series. Yeah, it's a mini-series. Okay, All right. it's a TV show. Nice. Father, All right, husband, good for Vinny Chase.
0: Liar. Mm,
1: yeah, and we're going to find
0: good. Good. out. Definitely so I'm, I'm definitely that. watching that. Yep, that's uh, a okay. fact. Let's end on a high note. So let's talk about Journal of Jordan first. Journal of Jordan, Michael B. Jordan starring in a Denzel Washington directed film where Denzel Washington seems like he watched all the Hallmark movies and was like, yeah, let me make one of those.
1: Denzel, bro. Like, uh, I was, as Schubert said, what you're shitting on the name Journalist for Jordan when it's Michael B. Jordan and Denzel. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, but when I see the name Journals for Jordan, it's someone writing something for someone because he died, and that's exactly what happened in this. Michael B. Jordan's a military man. It looks like he dies, and it's the journals for his kid, and the wife's reading it. Straight Hallmark, straight Dear John notebook shit. Good for them, but this isn't my bag.
0: I just don't understand why Denzel thinks that this is what he wants to attach his name for directing. Like this, is, this is my going to be my directorial. But I don't know if it's his debut. Like he may his, have no, his them.
1: debut was Fences.
0: Oh. Yeah, and he, so like he killed it. We, we hear that he you know he directs Fences, and then we're like, okay, Denzel going to direct another movie, and then it's like this, like what? Like what are we getting here? Like, <laughs> like, like I saw I, everything no, I saw look, about I this, I was like, well, "No!" And so I went into this, and I didn't know that it was directed by Denzel until I was watching the trailer until the very end. I was like, "Denzel directed this? Like, oh my god!" He even puts watching? his
1: voice at the end. He's like, "Tune in this Christmas only in theaters. I'm Denzel Washington." <laughs>
0: I'm done with that, all right? The Witcher, Witcher. I don't, I don't want to say its whole name. I don't remember it, but the anime. It's Witcher, just the Witcher the
1: anime movie.
0: That looks series, fucking
1: right? great. It's a movie. No, That's it's a movie. This, I know for a fact this is a movie that looks well, fucking. That makes great. me a
0: little bit more excited. It looks like it's gonna be pretty tight. That's what I was saying, like. In the Witcher universe.
1: That's why I gave Netflix their props. If I'm going to shit on them for the anime live action and some of the movies they do, I'm going to give them props for stuff they're doing right. And what they're doing right is anime. They've put out Record of Ragnarok I really enjoyed. High Rise Invasion I really enjoyed. I finally watched the Netflix original that people love called Kakaguri. I finally watched it last night. I watched like three episodes and had to stop because I was just too enthralled in it. But it's basically about gambling. Really good. Netflix has Shaman King out now. I enjoy Eden Zero. So he's been doing anime really well. And one of the things. Oh, yeah, I didn't put thrived that on there, with...
0: but like I did see the Eden Zero trailer that got released mm-hmm. pretty recently. That it looks. It, yep. At first I was like, what is Eden Zero like? This guy, he wants to be friends with like a 100 humans. And I'm like, I don't know if I can buy this. But then like the fighting scenes looked really tight. I was like, I mean, and the story not just about watches. him being friends.
1: It's it's a spaceship journey to go find like part of creation. Like, nah, yeah, it, it, it is great. Yep. So, but this this Witcher anime movie, gory, bloody to the core point of the Witcher, loved it. I'm in. I'm sold. I'm gonna I think, be here. I'm I gonna feel watch like this. it's gonna
0: be a little bit of foreshadowing because it, when you got the Witcher, and then you have what the, that witch that he was traveling with and battling with. I'm like, is this like a precursor mm-hmm. for what we're going to be seeing in season two with Jennifer uh, H- and, and uh, G- Gerald? So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of bought into that. And I really want to check that, that Witcher uh, movie. It, when is that coming out? Pretty soon.
1: Next week, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah, next week. So, well, so, I think that I guess be watching that be next our movie on the rise next week.
1: Yep, so. that's a fact. Next up, we got NBA star Steph Curry will be the subject of a new documentary from 824 and Ryan Coogler titled Underrated, the film will chronicle Curry's historic rise to prominence from during March Madness when he played for the Davidson Wildcats, the all-star athlete considered one of the greatest shooters in NBA history, currently plays for the Golden State Warriors, won three national championships with the team in college, Curry set the single season season NCAA record. For three pointers and uh, was drafted in the NBA in two thousand nine. Wait, what were you saying?
0: You could tell this person does not. He said national champion. Ba- yeah, he that's a fact because
1: it's one, one. He won three NBA national championships. NBA no, he won three NBA finals. Yeah, <laughs> but it's okay. Is it too early for Steph Doc? Like I'm all yes. for Steph getting a Doc, but is it too early?
0: He got one before LeBron. We well, I guess LeBron did get yeah. it. Yeah. About his high school. Well, LeBron so, had one in high school. So, like, you know, I could see that the, if this was more focused on Steph pre-Davidson to draft, I could I could say that that's fine. But it like if it gets too much into the NBA stuff, and like his story, his NBA story is still happening. Like, he still has the ability to win titles. This that's what I'm back.
1: saying. That's what I'm saying. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we had a little bit of technical difficulties, but we're back. Shooby, now what were you saying about Steph? Because, because to me, my thing is it might be a little too early for him to get one. But if it's more about Davidson, I'm okay with it. But I just think that would be better served with when everything's all said and done. You go from Davidson to Golden State. You do the whole the the, the whole thing, the normal sports doc route.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wish they would do more of that. And I feel like you know, when we talk about untold later, there's plenty of sports stories that could be told in a documentary format that don't you don't necessarily have to use current guys. But, you know, if they were going to focus on... Because it seems like they said they're going to focus on Davidson they're going to focus up to when he was drafted. I'm like, well, you know, if you want to do a documentary and all that, that's cool. But then the other thing that really kind of... The
1: championship.
0: Seems, yeah. So I don't really know about all that because, I mean, we don't really want... I don't really want a documentary about all that because I want a documentary about that that is more so... About that. About only that. You know, I want Draymond Green... And like his story and his, KD, like, how that like came it, into yeah yeah how that all came to like Sean Livingston like you know all there's a really great stories that have to do with the choosing
1: war. choosing St- Steve Kerr over Mark Jackson like. Having the Mark Jackson segment of the thing and being like, "Well, we ain't really." I hope Draymond's like, "Nah, I'm gonna just be real." Mark Jackson was trying to make us pray too much, and we ain't fucking vibe with that. Like, I just want that. Like, I just wanted to be Mark Jackson's talking, and then you cut to Draymond, <laughs> I was like, "Nah, bro, I'm just keep, keep it a bean." I wasn't, I wasn't rocking with that dude. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) And then I would have like a graphic of like Steve Kerr driving a car. Enter Steve Kerr. And he just parks in fucking like an animated version of Steve Kerr in a car. And he just parks in California. You see Mark Jackson just fly out of there. He's out of here.
0: (laughs) Hey, yeah, I'm definitely excited about when we actually get like the Warriors (sighs) Dynasty doc. Yep, But uh, when it comes to stuff, you know, I'm seeing A24 and Ryan Coogler's name attached. I mean, that's I'm pretty pretty it. big. You know, so like I like,
1: like we said, if it's just Davidson. I'm cool with it. But I want the others because, see, like, for example, well, I'm going to save it for Untold. Just I'll bring this back up in Untold because Untold did a good job of skewing more towards Jermaine O'Neal because Ron already had a documentary. Steven Jackson doesn't need a documentary. And Reggie already had a documentary. So this they made the main focus Jermaine, and I think that was a, a win for that. But next up, we got Francia Ryza, Tom Ansley, Tien Tran, and Siraj Sharma are set as leads opposite Hillary Duff and How I Met Your Father. Riza will play Valentina, Sophie's uh, Valentina Sophie's, who is Hillary Duff's roommate she's an inspiring stylist and sophie's great friend she's impulsive and adventurous and sophie relies on valentina's ability to cheer her up when she gets down valentina has just come back from london fashion week with the gorgeous british charlie Ans, uh played by ainsley uh an aspiring model who fell in love with sophie's roommate valentina at london fashion week and followed her to new york the son of conservative aristocrats charlie's a great guy but is living in a rich person's bubble his whole life Tran is Ellen, uh, Jesse's adopted sister who just moved to New York from a small farming town after separating her whole separating from her wife. Ellen's more comfortable on an organic lettuce field in, in a Brooklyn dive bar. Sharma portrays Sid, Jesse's best friend and roommate. He's a new bar owner and he plays the optimist to Jesse's cynicism. They join previously announced uh, series regular
0: Chris Lowell who i believe is playing that jesse <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i was like i was like who's this jesse guy but okay so i'm guessing that's the person that loves hillary duff
0: probably so i guess it would be like the robin of that group
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and it's sounding like sophie's gonna be or uh, valentina's the marshal
0: I, I would guess yeah okay cool well right. it's definitely gonna be its own dynamic and you know a lot of people's arguments with how much mother doesn't <laughs> cater to today's thought process on life so yeah i think it's going to be a totally different story i'm hoping that it is completely different story because i don't want this whole deal where like sophie falls in love with jesse or whatever the hell (laughs) well let her actually meet someone you know the show is how i met your father this is like actually end with them like meeting the person that they're supposed to be with, not to be there the whole, the whole time or whatever. Or I guess, like, I wasn't How I Met Your Mother was about, but I mean, I hated that ending. I hated it.
1: <laughs> I wasn't How I Met Your Mother guy, but I've heard this from you numerous times, so I get it. But next up, we got Idris Elba. She joined the cast of Sonic the Hedgehog as Knuckles. Good for Idris, man. And right after Suicide Squad, big dubs, because we're going to talk about Suicide Squad. And I see you Marvel haters out there, boy. Y'all are something else talking about Suicide Squad, but we're going to get to that. But shout out to Idris being Knuckles.
0: Yeah, I think that's a pretty good move by him jumping into Sonic, which I think both of us could agree that Sonic won. Wasn't that bad. It was a success. Yeah. I and, thought uh, it was better than Detective Pikachu. Yeah, and so I would I, I would agree with that, and I think you know bringing him into Sonic Two, uh, it seems like we're going to get more into the Sonic verse. I'm into it. Oh, I'm I'm down for him to be Knuckles. I don't I definitely don't think this is a bad move by him. I agree. So Hulu has ordered a comedy pilot from Steve Levithian, uh, who you know is best known for his work on Modern Family and a numerous other good, really critically acclaimed comedies. Uh, he the uh pilot's going to star Keegan Michael Key and Johnny Knoxville. The pilot titled Reboot is uh, uh actually has Hulu in it. Hulu decides to reboot an early 20s family sitcom, its dysfunctional cast is forced back together and now must deal with their unresolved issues in today's fast changing world. Lee Ethan is the creator, executive producer, and the showrunner. Mm, and okay.
1: Keegan-Michael Key and Johnny Knoxville, 2000s family sitcom. I'll check this out.
0: Uh, yeah, I think it could be pretty funny. Um, definitely, you know, having a guy like Steve Levithian or Le- 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 um uh, being uh, in charge of it definitely Helps. makes me think that this is going to be something that is really going to be supported. You know, Hulu, they're doing How I Met Your Father, they're going to do this, like you know, they have the attachment with FX. You know, they're really putting out some really quality shows. You know, they already had, like, Handmaid's Tale and stuff like that. And, but,
1: and I'm going to be honest, Keegan-Michael Key needs a win because Jordan Peele's winning the breakup. Just being
0: so, honest. I guess. I mean, you yeah, know, I, I think... What do you know, mean you guess? This, well, I mean, he he is, but, I mean, like, behind the camera, I think Keegan has done some good stuff. And I think he's done some good work. Like, I'm really enjoying the show that he's on right now. Which one? I, Friends
1: from College?
0: No, the Schmigadoon, the musical. Um, I think he's hilarious in that. So you know, I think he's man. He can lose he's in been, the breakup, Schubert but He's been in jo- some bad stuff because I mean, he was in the Predator, the Predator movie, which was terrible. So was I mean, he's definitely been in some bad stuff. But you know, who else was in that? Sterling K. Brown. Hey, don't so. don't
1: talk don't talk about my guy SKB ever again in a negative light. But I'm just being honest. Keegan-Michael Key is losing the breakup. Jordan Peele put out Get Out Us, about to drop Nope. My man has a production company that dropped Candyman that did The Twilight Zone. Keegan-Michael Key lost the breakup. Like, Jordan Peele's not trying to act. That's obvious. Yeah, that's obvious. So, Um, I I just gotta be honest, but hopefully this is good for him. Because, I mean, Friends from College was good. I, if you say Schmigadoon is good, then I need to check that out. Schmig-
0: I don't know if you'd like Schmigadoon because you're not really much of a musical person. See, it and just like, depends
1: because I like the uh, Greatest Showman. I like the uh, Hugh Jackman as Barnum and Bailey musical. I thought that was decent. What's
0: What's good about Schmigadoon is that it is it is a comedy, and like Keegan Michael Key is the guy who is in the musical that is like, why the fuck am I in this musical? Like, uh-huh. he's just a great for for being that guy.
1: I'll have to check that uh, out, where was that on Amazon? HB uh, TV. Uh, oh, Apple TV. Okay, I'll check that
0: out. Yeah, uh, but you know, I mentioned Sterling K. Brown, and there's a story involving him now. In a competitive situation, Amazon Studios has landed the rights to pitch Cowboy Blue, an Coyote action film, Blue. or sorry, Coyote Blue, which is an action film written by Derek Kolstad, uh, yes. the right screenwriter behind John Wick and Nobody. Uh, Sterling K. Brown is attached to Star. And now Culpepper from Star Trek Picard will make her feature directorial debut. The story revolves around an everyman played by Brown who's hunted by a ruthless criminal, criminal syndicate for his mysterious cargo and now must navigate the treacherous terrain of Route 66 while unleashing his lethal set of skills in a fight for survival.
1: Man, Derek Kolstad loves writing the normal guy who turns out to be a serious set of skills assassin. Good for Sterling K. Brown, man. Like I said, This Is Us is over, and he, to me, is the best one in This Is Us. So go get your bread, my G. Don't be like Milo Ventimiglia jumping from ABC hit to ABC hit. Don't do that. Get you into the movie world, SKB.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about how he had that miss with Predators. I think this could be a good opportunity to, for him to have a win. You
2: mm-hmm. know,
0: Nobody was a, a good film. You know, we know John Wick's great. You know, this is Amazon Studios, so you know that they're going to put the right, proper money behind it. So I think this is a, a good uh, a good spot for Sterling K. Brown to land in. I'm, I'd definitely watch this movie.
1: I agree. I agree.
0: Uh, so Don- Dominique Fike, Minka Kelly, and Demetrius Little Meach Flanory Jr. have joined the <laughs> cast of season two of Euphoria. While little is known about the plot of season two, Fike told Variety that his character is a homie who hangs out with Rue and J- Jules. The musician and first time actor also described his character as, th- as a degenerate who reminds him of his younger self. I don't My really question know much is about Minka Kelly better be a teacher. Kelly. Mickey, Mickey Kelly's definitely a teacher.
1: Yeah, because I was about to say, she is too old to be chilling with Zendaya as like the new girl of school. No way.
0: Nah, yeah. Mickey Kelly's definitely going to be some kind of adult. If it's not a teacher, maybe someone that they encounter in the like everyday At the rehab world.
1: facility or something. Yeah,
0: something like that. Yeah. Sorry um, for this. Did you hear about how Little Nas X was supposed to. He was considered to be cast in this, but he pulled out. He said he wasn't ready. He was still working for- on his music. See,
1: he. De- Fuck with that kid, bro. Like too many people hate on him, and you can tell it's a homophobia. I fuck with Lil Nas X. Industry Baby was a hit. Montero was a hit. Like Lil Nas X doing the right thing. He said he's not ready. He gonna jump to acting when it's time. I see him. Keep keep balling, Lil Nas X, because he'd have killed it in this. But he's not ready. He doesn't think he's an
0: actor. he specified. He said, "I'm focusing on the music. I really love Euphoria. It's not that I don't want to be in Euphoria. It's just that I don't think it's the right time."
1: Yeah, he doesn't think he's know. a good actor. Shout out to Drizzy, Drake, man. You never forget. Never forget Drake. He produces Euphoria.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Never forget. Man. So you know, this is Euphoria is gearing up for a big season two. Let me tell you. I mean, I think a that lot of shows. Already- is- you know, and Zendaya has only gotten better. Big, yeah, that's a fact. So, like, imagine she's is, together now. It's
1: crazy. Euphoria is like the Gossip Girl right now for this yeah.
0: era. I'm more... I'm, you know, you name Drake, I'd say more so Degrassi.
1: See, it's it's more serious than Degrassi. That's why I said Gossip Girl.
0: But God, I'd say it's more serious than Gossip Girl.
1: It is, it is. It definitely is. It 100% is. But... Yeah, I guess the Degrassi the was serious, but it's it's more serious than both of them. This is like a real prestige show on HBO that is like the teen show right now. So teens are lucky that they have euphoria, but good for that. Next up, we got L'Oreal Howery, Billy Manganoosan, and Jillian Bell will star in the ensemble comedy fan, uh film Reunion. The movie is the first greenlit uh, project for Artist Roads, the comedy film joint venture that was formed in October by Spyglass Media Group Prop Gate Content, Artist First and Off-Road Productions, Artist Road, Focusing on Developing, Financing, and... All right, yeah, I don't care about none of that the that.
0: No, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it is kind of important. So, Artist Road is something that they put together that focuses on developing, financing, producing moderately budgeted commercial oh. comedy films with the genre's biggest names. Okay, so, they, so
1: that is important.
0: Yeah, they do help fund people who are coming up with, you know, comedy ideas that may not properly get funded.
1: Okay. Well, the pig puts a dark humorous spin on the classic whodunit. Done It. It centers on a murder that takes place during a snowstorm at a high school reunion party, which leaves guests trapped in an isolated mansion trying to piece together clues. Chris Nelson is directing the movie. This is interesting because she, we're both coming up to our 10-year high school anniversary. I do yeah. not are you are you are you going? Like they yeah, messaged gotta, they messaged yeah. about it in our group and I was like, Am I gonna go? Yeah, I'm gonna go. Because
0: yeah, I I gonna, go. yeah, I gotta go. I, I I was telling someone the other day, I was like if I don't go, I'm still going to I'm going to do something like it's more so like I may not want to hang out with the people that are going to be at the high school reunion. But like if people want to come into town to go to the high school reunion, I think we can come up with something fun to do. <laughs> yeah, I I'm feeling, I'm feeling you. yeah, that's coming up. I'm, I'm I guess I'm excited.
1: Like, I don't know. Is this, that? That's just the time where people go and flex like on each other. That's all I do. I'm
0: not really interested in the whole flex. I'm more interested in just like seeing people that I know are in different areas that I would like. Let's come together. You're going back for the real reason. I'm looking at this in the most toxic way possible. <laughs> well, I know there's people that are gonna be do- doing that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah! I'm, not that, I, I'm not like that interested in going to the event because I know those I know who those people are and they're definitely excited to go to the event so they can flex.
1: So they go flex, yeah. Fuck y'all, bro. Like I'm coming to see y'all flex, if y'all want, I'll tell you about my ESP and job, but that that's not a flex yet. Like I'm not, I'm not at flex point yet. Soon, soon gonna be at flex point. but Not there yet, but they got people that are gonna go there. and Be like, yeah, me and my six degrees. <laughs> I'm making such and such, like
0: or like you know. For years. me, like I feel like the thing about my high school reunions and people be like, look at me and my wife and my three kids, <laughs> that like that I'm too. Above. Bro, I don't care about you and your three kids, yo. Like, I'm sorry for you, because I'm still going to fucking Europe, so. I'm still getting faded on the weekends. Yeah, so give me a break, dude.
1: Oh, jeez, the stigma of people who are our age having to have kids now is fucking uh, upsetting. So, yeah, that's another thing I'm not trying to see either. But this movie, as you can tell from the vitriol of this conversation we just had, is a p- proper vehicle for a movie. And Lil Rail Howery, look, I'm telling you now, Cena's on a run. That comedy with Lil Rail Howery and Cena is going to be a hit. You couple that with this, he could have two hits in a row.
0: Yeah, I mean, Little Rail's on the rise. You know, Jillian Bell is always funny.
1: Yeah, um, and Billy Magnuson.
0: Bill Sorry. Eh, eh, eh. But, you know, this is like knives out comedic.
1: hmm Yeah, I am too. Next up, we got Ted Lasso, co-creator Bill Lawrence has landed a series order at Apple for the drama Bad Monkey with Vince Vaughn attached to Star. The series is based on Carl Hyacinth's 2013 novel of the same name. It tells the story of Andrew Yancey, played by Vaughn, one-time detective demoted to a restaurant inspector in South Florida. A severed arm found by a tourist out fishing pulls Yancey into the world of greed, corruption that decimates the land and environment in both Florida and the Bahamas, and yes, there's a monkey. This sounds like Ted Lasso, but with cops.
0: Maybe I mean, I, when I read the description of this, and I was like, "Yeah, Vince Vaughn sounds like the right person for this." He does. Like, it just it sounded like a Vince Vaughn show.
1: Yeah, I agree. Apple pulling the big names.
0: Yeah, of course. They're uh, Bill Lawrence is going to find a home in Apple after the success of Ted Lasso. So I, I'm just,
1: him, whatever he wants.
0: You know, I haven't found a lot of things in Apple that I don't really like, so I think that's gonna be pretty good.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you. Next up we got Ryan Johnson and, and Natasha Leone's upcoming Peacock series has set Nora and Lily Zuckerman to serve as co-showrunners. The series titled Poker Face received a 10 episode order at Peacock back in March. Johnson created the series and will also direct and executive produce. Leon will star and serve as executive producer. Plot details are being kept under wraps. Aside from the fact that the show is a one-hour mystery series, the Zuckerman's past credits include things like Fringe, Prodigal Son, Suits, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Brian Johnson's yeah, not... tell, loving, love telling mysteries. I dig it. If that's going to be his bag, I'm with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he, he may have found his pockets.
1: Telling like, murder- I'm gonna
0: be the I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the mystery guy.
1: Noir, like so, that's great because you need that in the in the culture.
0: Yeah, and you know I think this is a a good setup for for Peacock, and you know Peacock did a really good job um, promoting that Doctor Death series. A lot of people are really talking about that, and, and it's caused a lot of people to buy Peacock. I, mean, I still have not bought Peacock yet, but i they're gonna get me closer, so. And this is a story like this is something that'll really get me excited. Okay. But, um, but the next story we got Catherine David Jones is going to play Morticia in the upcoming Wednesday Adams series at Netflix. Uh, she will appear in a guest starring role as the iconic Adams family matriarch. She joins previously announced cast members Jenny Ortega, who's going to play Wednesday, and Luis Guzman, who was announced last week that he's going to play Gomez. So I guess the parents aren't going to play as big a role, but I guess we knew that because I think the description back when we read about it was like Wednesday goes to a boarding school or something.
1: Like that. Yeah. It's not, a, it's not necessarily about them, about the family. It's about just Wednesday.
0: Yeah. But I mean, cool. <laughs> good yeah. For good her, for that. I haven't heard her name in a while.
1: Yeah. Good for Catherine Zeta Jones.
0: Uh, Byron Bowers and Tom Sturridge have joined the cast of HBO and A24's Irma Vep. The limited series follows Mira played by Alicia Vikander. She's
1: on she- a run right now. She's on a run. Green Knight now this. I see her. Let's go Vikander. I'm People counted her out, man. I see you. Let's go, girl.
0: So Alicia Vikander's Mira is an American movie star who's disillusioned by her career and a recent breakup. She relocates to France to star as the character Irma Vep in a remake of a real-life French silent film classic, Les Vamp- Vampires. As the actor begins struggling as the distinctions between herself and the character, she plays Blur and Merge. The series reveals the uncertain ground that lies at the border of fiction and reality, artifice and authenticity, art and life. Bowers will play Herman, a Hollywood filmmaker, visiting Paris to promote his latest film. He'll take uh, Videl's place for the time being in The Vampires Project. Sturridge will play Yerman, Mira's ex-boyfriend, who's also in Paris for a movie. They haven't seen each other since the breakup.
1: This is good for her. She's doing some real acting shit.
0: So A24 and HBO. Here we go.
1: Hey, I'm not mad at it. Good for Vicander.
0: So definitely excited to see more of that when we get an opportunity or a trailer or something like that. Yep. But uh, Paramount Player's upcoming adaptation of the New York Times bestseller, bestselling novel Razorblade Tears has found its screenwriter and Sherman Payne, Payne best known for the HBO Max original Charm City Kings, will adapt S.A. Cosby's acclaimed novel for the studio division. The book is described as a Southern noir about two men who team up to seek revenge for their murdered sons in the face of intolerance and prejudice in the rural South, finding redemption along the way.
1: All right, I'm cool with this. I need to see a trailer, cast, but this sounds pretty good.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a good start for something. Um, but being a Paramount deal, I don't. I guess this will probably end up landing on the streaming service. Mm-hmm. So I don't know yet about all that.
1: Yeah. Next up, we got Thomas Lennon is developing the animated comedy The Post Guard at Fox. The series is described as a workplace adventure comedy, following the ragtag crew of humans, turtles, seals, and mermaids at the secretive and often overlooked mashup of the Coast Guard and Post Office as they scour the high seas to find and deliver messages in a bottle while setting who among them is in charge of the ship's menial tasks like resetting the Wi Fi. Like I said, I've been watching Futurama, a delivery show in space kind of a delivery show meets the professor science experiments. This sounds like it could be very interesting being Coast Guard, post office, delivering things, mermaids, a little fantasy. I'm interested in this.
0: octa has been doing pretty well with their animated adult comedies. I saw that uh, a few of them have been getting renewed. Like, a lot of them have been getting criminal critical acclaim, you know. Of course they have... I like Amy Poehler's. Yeah, what was that, Duncanville?
1: Duncanville and, uh... I like the one with uh, what you would call it with um Nick Offerman. The one in Alaska with his family, yeah. his wife's dead or left them or some shit.
0: Yeah, I think that's I don't remember what that one's called. But yeah, I haven't I gotten a chance to watch all of them. But I mean, you know, Fox is the one is the place where you get the Simpsons family guy, Bob's burger. So, you know, that they know how to develop his animated adult comedy, so could be good.
1: That's a fact. That's a fact. Next up, we got uh, Mike Richards has been cur- confirmed as the permanent host of Jeopardy. Uh, kind of wanted it to go to LeVar Burton, but good for good for Mike Richards, I guess.
0: I mean, he was already the producer, so it was his decision. He- oh, he How- was? He just gave it yeah. to himself? That's some yeah. big t- shit. T- taking the reins after uh, being the producer in the process of on-air auditions to replace Quebec.
1: But why did he host? He just hosted auditions so it didn't look like he just wanted to give the job to himself. Pretty much. Wow, that's whack. Alex wouldn't fuck with that. Fuck you, Mike Richards. Should have been to my man Josh McCoog. Team McCougs.
0: Right, exactly. Friend of the show. First guest, I think. Yeah, but one anyway. of them. Uh, me and Alex, the former star of the Big Bang Theory, is going to host the primetime specials for Jeopardy. And and that's going to start next year with the National College. So
1: he's going to host the normal shit and she's going to host the big time shit. That's even whacker. Like, are you not good enough, Michael Richards? Because you know, you not. oh, uh, oh, uh, whack. Next
0: up, the circle. Well, I think, I think like it makes sense because like he's going to be the person that can do the day to day because Jeopardy is an everyday show. It is. So like, you know, are you going
1: to do it every time? That's fair. No, but and, like he's not a Cooper big enough Barber's name maybe? to carry ner- names to... To the big time events, but I think Lavar Burton could have did it every day. He's not doing anything; he's just yeah. chilling. So I don't know. Aaron Rodgers could have got it too. Shout out to A. Rod. Well, he's gonna play football. Uh, with that one well, we don't know. Maybe the the Circle. Oh yeah, true. The Circle, Indian matchmaking, and in the American Barbecue Showdown have all been renewed at Netflix. Nice. The Circle have been renewed for both season four and five. Season three of that series will debut this fall. Indian Matchmaking and American American Barbecue Showdown have both been renewed for season two. In addition, Netflix has ordered unscripted series The Roaring Twenties, which will follow eight 20-something years old living in Austin. Netflix has also announced that it's launching the largest ever open reality series casting call. Fans will be able to submit videos of themselves across a wide variety of, oh, NetflixReality.com? Gonna do that when we finish. I'm just what the Roaring Twenties. That that's basically real world, but on Netflix. Wow, I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm I'm going apply. Like if I get it, hey, I'm going to that reunion, saying I was on the Roaring Twenties on Netflix.
0: (laughs) And Netflix is finally figuring out their niche.
1: They should have been doing this. (laughs) Do
0: reality TV, cooking shows, animes, like because you're doing them good right now. And do some scripted content.
1: They need to bring back Final Table. That's the chef competing series that they had. That was fire. I'd much rather that than Great American Barbecue Showdown.
0: But, you know, the other one on here, Indian Matchmaking. My girlfriend really loved Indian Matchmaking. I liked watching it with her. So I'm glad that's being brought back. Circle coming back this fall. I didn't know it was coming back that soon. Yeah, that's really true. And getting two more seasons after this. Great.
1: Yeah, really good. I'm going, like I said, I'm going to netflixreality.com to apply for any of these shows. Even if you want
0: to, too, might as well, bro. Might as well give it a shot. Yeah, I would would go on the circle. You go on the 20s, too. I only have three more years to be able to do that, so
1: yeah, we got to get it now. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, they say they want someone in their 20s. We're in our 20s right now, and we could be like the only men on the show, like, that'd be lit.
0: That would be lit. So netflixreality.com and cool. if you get on if you if you apply and get on tell them that you found out from the Bros Who binge.
1: Yes and shout us out on the chill for real. Yeah.
0: Be like <laughs> that's my favorite pod. Yeah exactly. Um, but let's go into some quick stories that I wanted to, to get out before we get into the other stuff. So Bad Batch re- renewed for season 2 of Disney+. Nice. Great. Um, the, it's ending very awesome. Like the the past week's episode was phenomenal. Uh, panic canceled after one season on Amazon. Oof. I went, I, I took to Twitter when I saw this story, and I was like, honestly, the way that it ended summed it up for me. Like, I don't really need
1: <laughs> anything to. Gotcha. So like,
0: you know, I think that it's fine. Um, the White Lotus renewed by HBO for a second season with a new cast of characters. Great. That's awesome. Uh, it, it makes a lot of sense why they would bring in a new cast. I would hope that they would keep some of the people who work at the resort. Have you watched that show?
1: I watched like the first two episodes. I haven't finished yet. It's great. It's a pretty good one. Yeah.
0: It's, yeah. it's, it's pretty. It's funny. It's got drama. I really like it. So I'm glad that they're going to keep that up. It'd be cool if they continue to do that.
1: With different people, with the with same like group.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, The ultimate slip and slide has officially been flushed from the NBC schedule. The reality competition series paused production back in June following an outbreak of Giardia. If you don't know what Giardia is, it's a uh, like a parasite that gives you diarrhea.
1: (laughs) Oh, shit.
0: It will not. Too much stuff going on that slip and slide. Yeah, it will not resume production and therefore will not debut August 8th after the Tokyo Olympics finale, as originally planned and said, Family Game Night will air in the show's intended time slot. <laughs> uh, if you've seen the commercials for Family Game Night, that's Dak Shepherd and, uh, and Chris, yeah, Kristen, Bell's, Kristen Bells.
1: It's Sh- been all over Hulu, and then, then they went to
0: Ellen. Yeah. Uh. So that that's a really gross story. But yeah. no more ultimate slip and slide. So sorry, Ron Funches. You're going to have to go back to the to The, the comedy Where did you go? Know, well, it will also be King Shark too. True, 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 true. Uh, Sony's Funimation closes 1.2 billion Crunchyroll acquisition from AT and T plans to create a single anime service.
1: That's why Netflix is trying to hustle because huh, it's gonna be rough for them with Funimation and Crunchyroll teaming up. Sorry that VRV has to go. Hopefully they take away Funimation's shitty service so I can keep VRV because VRV is fucking amazing.
0: Yeah. I'm- I don't know what's going. Yeah, I guess that it is going to be bad for VRV, but you know, one anime streaming site is going to be I it's it's great. Yeah, you're going to get dubs. Include all titles, you
1: know? No, it's going to include everything, and that's good for you because now you'll get like your dubs maybe a little sooner.
0: Maybe so. I mean, I, I'm you know I'm watching My Hero Subbed right now, so
1: yeah. See, you you'll get that on time for sure. But good for good I, for I,
0: good. Honestly, I, of talking about that, I don't know if I can go back to the dub.
1: Like, mm, mm. I've been saying that for years, years that that dub is. See, I can't talk. I got friends who work on that dub now. I can't talk shit on it, but it's not a bad one. I just don't. I just you know after Deku's I, just I Deku is is the flaw of the dub. Everything else about the dub, all like my, the people that I'm cool with that work on it are peripheral characters. All of them are great. All the all the people that I'm even not cool with that are peripheral characters. Like all might, all the sides are great. Deku ruins it. He ruins it. It's like I can't get behind it if the main character sounds like a dweeb. And that's not how sub Deku sounds.
0: And I mean, honestly, I, don't, I it's Deku and Bakugo for me. Like I feel like mm. both of their characters serve really good on the sub because they like do. Deku sounds a little whiny. Bakugo sounds like a little bit too mean. He, like he almost sounds villainy on the dub. Where like I feel like a sub, like they both kind of perfect like,
1: tone. Yeah, it's a perfect balance. Yeah. I agree. Wait till you but get yeah, the push, so. characters are That's perfect, gonna though. that's gonna that's gonna change your view on One Piece because you watching the One Piece dub to me is just disgusting. <laughs> it's just a it's atrocious. It makes me wanna vomit. Like, wait till you wait till you hear Law do a room. Like, no, bro, this We we are not doing this right now. The sub of One Piece is amazing, Like, what we got next?
0: Uh, well, I had on on the bottom the Powerpuff Girls. Chloe Bennett exits. We were already talking I about that. So the last story I have is Ro- Roku, the Roku streaming service, is going to unleash twenty three more Quibi shows. Oh. Okay. Um, R- Roku is ranked number six in the streaming wars by Nielsen ratings, which is behind Netflix, YouTube, Amazon Prime, Hulu, and Disney Plus. Ahead of a, a HBO Max.
1: That's just because HBO Max is new and a lot of people have Roku, but. Good for them.
0: Yeah, uh, some there are going to be newer shows that we're supposed to air on Quibi and then second seasons to shows that were that's already smart, on Quibi.
1: That's smart, because so many people have Roku's. That's smart, I get it.
0: Roku's also looking at getting the canceled NBC show Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist and adding it to their streaming site. So look for Roku to kind of pick up the scraps for a lot of these other yeah. shows. <laughs> Hey, it's hey, smart. It's you, can make, you
1: can make money just doing the scraps, so I, I get it. Um, yeah. So now, with that being said, it's time to get into this segment of the show where we suggest one movie or TV show or multiple that just came out or are coming out this week that we think you should check out. This series, this segment is called "Movie on the Rise," and I got two that I'm excited for. But Shuba can go first, get his little his little Disney Plus shit out of out the way.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, whatever.
1: Shitting on Marvel. Yeah. That's all I'm doing. Just shitting on Marvel because I saw too, mi- too much Suicide Squad hate from some Marvel fans, and I was like, y'all tripping.
0: Well, you know, I've, I take my Wednesdays on Disney Plus pretty seriously at this point. You know, I've watched Turner and Hooch every week. It's <laughs> it's not bad. Uh, <laughs> I watched Monsters at Work, which actually had a, has been hit or miss, but I had a really good episode this past week. They brought back the Yeti, the Embomidable Snowman. That was a pretty fun episode. They did uh, an Empire Strikes Back reference that I really appreciated. Um, But the one that I have for Movie on the Rise this week is the uh, season series premiere of What If. Um, The first episode featured What If Peggy Carter took the serum instead of Steve Rogers. Oh, okay. I'm going to check that out. Yeah, so the animation is a little bit meh for me. Like, a lot of people... I'm sure a lot of people were like, oh, the animation is so cool. But I mean, like, it's really whatever to me. But I do think that the whole idea of doing these what if stories is really cool. And um, they, the way that they've co- gone about it without giving too much spoilers really kind of makes it feel like it's the own universe that could also tie in. So okay. we'll see how that goes. But um, I'm pretty interested to see it. The one that I think that's coming next week is what if T'Challa was taken instead of Peter Quill.
1: Oh, okay okay that that's and that's uh what you gonna call its last little the uh, his last role. Poseman, yeah yeah last role. okay' I'm, that's next week though
0: I, I I don't know if it's next week, but I know it's coming up that was where I saw some of that okay the and, well i'
1: I'm gonna jump on what what if I'm gonna watch that, but I'm um, not
0: Star, running to watch it Star wars fans at the moment are like we need what if mm. like let's do what if for us. Because like that would be really compelling. <laughs> y'all need to get and y'all
1: like, shit. Y'all need to get y'all shit together before y'all moment, get. Over.
0: I just I just want Star Wars Visions. Like I could do I could do without the wedding if I get Star Wars Visions and that's fire. Facts. No, that's facts. Yeah.
1: All right. This week I got Beckett, the new John David Washington movie dropping on Friday with Alicia Vikander. We're gonna be definitely. I'm definitely watching that this week and let y'all know what I think next week. But we're reviewing it next week. It's back. Titans season three. Heard it's amazing. Only complaint might be the Dick Grayson show instead of the Titan show, but that doesn't bother me. <laughs> that doesn't bother me. But they do say Beast Boy gets some love in this. He he starts to get some more shine. Starfire, of course, and Blackfire are major in this, but I feel like they're major to the back half uh, of the season. But the beginning is basically the Red Hood, Dick Grayson, uh, with Scarecrow as this Hannibal Lecter role of being like an advisor from Arkham.
0: You know, and and honestly, if you think about it, the first season was pretty much Raven. Yeah. Second season was Raven mixed with some other Titans characters. Superboy. A lot of Dick. A L- lot of Dick, but like, Dick's been consistent. He's been consistent, but like, is it too much to ask that we get like a whole Gotham season? Like, why not? <laughs> we, we've been in San Francisco. <laughs> We did all the, the whole Raven. Thing. We did
1: that Hawk and Dove bullshit in their trailer park where, they, where, they, where they, the, the townsfolk didn't fuck with them. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for a Gotham season. And they say it's like first episode they let you know like it's team. They're 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 actually superheroes. Cool. So we're here, man. Tomorrow gonna watch it. Excited. Gonna review it next week.
0: Yeah. So without uh, any further ado, let's get into the stuff we are reviewing this week. Um, uh, I guess, starting with Untold, I don't know if we've kind of talked a, a little bit about it throughout the show already, so I don't know if we have too much really to talk about, but this Untold was the story of the malice in the palace. Great. Uh, you know, big names that were involved with that. Of course, were on our test. Stephen Jackson, oh, Jermaine Neal. Tim O'Neal, Donnie and he was
1: in the documentary. I was like,
0: oh, I was shocked. I was, I was like, like, isn't this dude in jail? That's the cheater. Like I was just like that's the
1: that's the guy who bet on NBA games. Why is he in this? But he repped the fight. Like it, it's crazy that like when you look at it like oh shit, the fixer was repping this Pistons and Pacers games. Was he a fan of the Pistons? He seemed like he was more biased towards the Pistons. Does that mean he was giving comments sure this like He did not like Ron Artest. <laughs> Which seems like
0: the a recurring theme for a lot of the people uh, in this documentary. A
1: lot of a lot of people didn't like Ron Artest, but what what I like about this documentary it is it allows us to cuz the players got a negative connotation for forever. Like even I remember and I said this on the radio and, I, and people were like damn you remember that as a little kid and I was like and when the documentary confirmed it I was like see I do remember this. They used to they just called them thugs the entire time. They were just like these the fucking thugs, these thugs, this 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 hip hop era and our like I remember that bothering me when I was younger, but just hearing it, I was like, huh? But then now it's like when you look at it, it's like, damn, they could not, they would well, never have said that today.
0: The fans well, and, have been and, persecuted. I think it's I think it's bad uh, look for a lot of the people that were in this documentary. Yep. Because like a lot of them are still out there Keith, talking right Keith now. Keith Oberman
1: a, Bob Costas.
0: Bob Costas.
1: Bro, when yeah. Bob Costas. when I saw Bob Costas with a straight face say. These thugs! I was like, ah! "Bob Costas." Bob Costas is like, "Turn this off! Turn this off!" <laughs> no, but Stephen A. didn't call them. St- Stephen A. actually no, looked good. He actually looked
0: good, and he 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 didn't, actually, he, he's, he, he didn't he have the nicest things to say, but he didn't but call he, them thugs.
1: He, he looked the best out of all of them. But Keith
0: yeah. Overman,
1: Bob Costas, fucking the oh man, there's so many that are there. Like Jim Gray looked good though. Jim Gray didn't look bad. And you could just hear yeah. Mike Green saying, This is one of the worst things to happen to the NBA.
0: <laughs> it made a lot of people look bad in hindsight. It was just like David you know, Stern, even Stern looked real looked bad.
1: bad. Stern looked real bad.
0: That and the lawyer, like, that the TA
1: was like, they got too much punishment for what they like. They were like the, the least people guilty in all of this.
0: Yeah. And like the cop that was in charge of. Oh, the the Cops looked of- horrible. Well, no, the dude I mean, trying to tell
1: like, you Reggie Miller, like
0: Yeah, that that's that stuff was crazy. But I'm talking about the dude who's like who, who looked at the tape and all that, and, like uh, found yeah. out that his neighbor or whatever was the dude who did that. Like, no, that was the was DA. Like, yeah. Oh, that was the DA?
1: Okay. Yeah, that was the DA. That was the same dude. Yeah, no, the DA yeah. was like, Yeah, this is my dumbass neighbor who used to date somebody I knew in high school. I'm getting this fuck. <laughs> But those cops wow. that almost tased Reggie Miller that were going to tase Ron Artest. What were they doing? Like,
0: <laughs> didn't like, didn't they like have an interview with one of them? He was like, "Yeah, I didn't know like whether or not he was like on the team. He was in street <laughs> clothes." He's
1: like, "I didn't know who Reggie Miller is. How don't you know who the fuck Reggie Miller
0: is in the fucking 2000s? Yeah, ridiculous. Didn't but, make I mean, no like, sense. I, but that, as, I didn't really understand a lot of like the context that was. 2004 Pacers because I didn't really remember that time a lot. See, I do remember the Malice of the Palace. So I remember having the negative connotation that was given to me through the media because I wasn't. I was young. I didn't really pay attention to the NBA at that point. So like watching remember- the Ron
1: Artest doc really sold for me because Ron was MVP candidate. Like the Pacers were one of the best teams. My first basketball memory was remembering the Pacers in the 2000 finals with Reggie Miller against Kobe. They whooped their ass, but I j- I knew they were a good team, but. From watching the Ron doc, it really put in perspective how good they were because Jermaine O'Neal was amazing. You have Ron Artest and Stephen Jackson with Reggie Miller.
0: Well, I mean, they going into two thousand three where they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. I didn't realize that you know without Stephen Jack. Mm-hmm. and so I was like, oh man, like these guys are actually were really legit at this point. Mm-hmm. So, and for them, to, for what happened to them to have happened, I understand like why this is so bad for Reggie Miller. I didn't even really remember that Reggie Miller was on the team then, because obviously he wasn't playing because he was hurt at the time. So I you know, don't even remember all of that. But yeah, I mean, I had a negative connotation about Jermaine O'Neal for pretty much until yesterday when I watched this documentary. I just didn't really remember him in anything other than this incident, which just sucks. I mean, that's a the whole bummer. point. That's the whole point that they did by making this documentary so that people can realize that, you know, the, these guys, like, were really... They, they were almost the bulls of the 90s at this point. You know, you, Ron Artest is your uh, Dennis Rodman and no, Reggie Miller. Ron Artest is better than Rod. Like, Ron Artest is arguably your best player.
1: Like, that's how good... See, this documentary didn't do a good job of showing how good Ron Artest was. It made Jermaine be the guy. And Grant, Jermaine was, I'd say, arguably their best player. But Ron Artest was the Scottie Pippen of this team. Yeah. Like, Ron Artest was that damn good. It's crazy. But what made me laugh was the fan that was like, yeah, Jermaine O'Neal sucker punched me. And then the lady was like, yeah, he was in the room saying he was trying to get money. Dude went out with a stretcher with his neck. And he was like, y'all lost a fan, a longtime
0: fan. Y'all should have sided with a punk. That dude was a douche. (laughs) Like the DA was like, yeah, the dude came out of the stands, went on the court with a clenched fist, run our test. What was he thinking?
1: And then the dude who threw
0: threw the bottle was like,
1: "Yeah, I was glad Ron didn't know it was me." <laughs>
0: yeah, but but, yeah, they, they were make, like, did you feel bad that he went after that guy?" I was like, "No, I just wish I would have tripped him." <laughs> to make matters worse, he could have got away with it, but he co- he cold clocked test after that. Dude was ridiculous. a threw,
1: threw that beer at him, and they said you could just see it.
0: Crazy. Yeah, man, it was it was a really good documentary though, and you know. Like we talked about on the top end of this podcast, we're talking about untold and what's coming up with that. I mean, this could really be huge for Netflix being able to tell these stories that you know are untold. That's a fact. So, That's a fact. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what more they do post the stories that they tell in the next few weeks.
1: Now, are we about to get into arguably the best DC movie
0: EU? DC? Depends on when you want to talk about The Bachelor. And I guess we need to Did end. We do that
1: because, like, I don't want everybody like all of our. DC fans to have to sit through our Bachelorette talk, but was that the best DC movie yet? Besides like pre
0: like post Christopher Nolan? Yeah, because I mean I think that was one of the best movies in general I've seen. This year? This year, year. yeah. It's the the best movie of this year so far. For sure. Because to me, it doesn't necessarily feel like a superhero movie. Mm, It feels like, like a secret agent movie. Feels like a secret agent movie. It feels like, yeah, like a dirty dozen. Like yeah,
1: man on a expend, man on a mission.
0: Expendables. Like, yeah, just a team up. Like it just seems mm-hmm. like a team up with like a lot of badasses. And you know, and because like a lot of them aren't like super recognizable besides Harley Quinn. and polka dot man, I I really wouldn't say polka dot man is very recognizable.
1: yeah well, to 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 me, I'm a Batman fan.
0: I get that, but I'm saying, like, to the normal... Oh, yeah, to the normal, it's just
1: Harley Quinn, and maybe King Shark due to the Flash.
0: And Harley Quinn series. Yeah. But yeah, so, um, you know, I think that I would look at this more so as how great of a movie it was than a superhero movie, because, I mean, he re- just he re-
1: like... Re- he reinvented the superhero movie again. Like, he, he showed you can make it something like, like this, like you said, this Dirty Dozen type movie. If it- it felt fresh. The humor didn't feel like Marvel humor. For all of those people saying this is Guardians of the Galaxy humor, it was not. No. This was ma- this felt like mature, super bad humor kind. Like it like I don't want to say super bad humor, but it felt like very
0: very raunchy, very dirty humor. You know, the, the dicks joke with um Cena. I feel like this was James Gunn being like I'm gonna do what I I'm want. Gonna, I'm gonna take that guardian's humor and I'm gonna actually do it the way i wanted to do it not the way that marvel wanted me to do
1: brother when cena was standing in his fucking underwear and and Idris just was like what the fuck are you doing and he just looks i'm just like bro cena is killing it he was the star he was seen as great as margot robbie was as great as idris elba was john cena really stood out among them he stood out as like the you didn't think you didn't think so
0: I feel like they all had their moments. Like I feel like John Cena definitely had some big shine moments. I would say before the big events at the end, um, before his like heel turn, Mm -hmm. I would say Idris in the climax of the movie had his big moments. Oh, I
1: loved Idris. I loved Idris and Margot. I I really loved every character in this movie, but I just thought Cena was like, if Idris and Margot are one B, Cena's one A.
0: But I feel like Margot and the love affair with the dictator, that shit was fire. Like, yeah, I felt crazy. like I was in a totally different movie. I was, felt like this was a totally different Harley Quinn than I'd ever seen before. I was like, oh, she's she's really doing it now. Yeah, she's, like, she's
1: she's watch, she's out of here.
0: Yeah, she's out here now. I see. I see what she's doing. Like, that shit, I, I did not see it coming. Like, it was just one of those things where, like, it happens and you're like, I did not expect that to happen. If
1: Actually. I if I have one negative, Amanda Waller. I
0: didn't like
1: I thought Amanda Waller
0: True to Form Amanda Waller. Like I that just is felt who like she, is. she was
1: I felt like she was more more of slapstick in this than she was in the first one. The first one she was very serious. She was very Amanda waller Th- This one felt like they were making, I don't want to say making a joke of her. But it didn't feel – that's just my only criticism. It's just I, I didn't like Amanda Waller, how James Gunn did Amanda Waller.
0: Yeah, I guess that's where we disagree because I feel like James Gunn showed us Amanda Waller in her true form. Like, mm-hmm. she is evil. No, for I mean, sure. I, I'm with you. I, mean, and I,
1: I just thought David Ayer did a, did a little better job at that. I thought that was the only thing Ayer did well.
0: I mean, I haven't revisited that movie in the longest time, so I don't really remember exactly how her portrayal was, but I just felt like, you know... Like, I just don't know her- if Amanda
1: Waller's subordinates
0: would have hit her with a stick that she'd have been cool with. Well, I don't think she was cool with it. I mean, she just got knocked out. So yeah, I not really think she could have anything to say about it.
1: That's fair. But love the love the fact that the opening scene, right in the movie, like we, uh, we yeah. you like, this movie doesn't take breaks, this movie doesn't stall... You're right in it, and I love the cutaways from like, okay, this is the start. This this is the distraction. The real team's on the other side of the bench. I love how we kept going back. Him, John Gunn, was very um, what was the word I'm looking for? Very um, uh, very open with his the way he structured this time-wise. He was very <laughs> loose with time. Felt very Tar- Tarantino-esque with that in it. It felt kind of like how in- Inglorious Bastards c- kind of did that, but yeah a Fucking blackguard, just walking out. Hey, I sold him out. Fucking Pete Davidson. I told told you that fuck was gonna be dead early. They killed that whole like that whole front team. I we 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 predicted for a while that all those people were gonna die. I just didn't know they were gonna die that soon. Boomerang too dead. Rick Flagg, dead. Shocking, shocking. Didn't see it coming.
2: Rick Flag died at the end. Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. Peacemaker. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, the, the the weasel stuff was hilarious, um, especially when he gets in the water and like you know the end credit deal with the weasel too. I thought was pretty a pretty good nod at the end. Um, TDK. Well, I thought javelin. Your name, was your good. name is
1: the detach the detachable kid. Oh my gosh, what a fuck! And he's just walking around hitting. Oh yeah, javelin was great. Hawk. Hot- Hardly got past javelin stuff. Uh Mongol thought I would have liked to see more from her. Yeah,
0: but she I get didn't it. Really get much.
1: I get it. Gun couldn't use that much of her, just killed her. I don't know if those bullets would have killed her because she is Mongol. If but I'm burn up. She got burned up. But I don't know if that would have killed her. Just comic-wise, like she's the sister of Mongol, who's a Superman villain who Superman shoots eye beams at the both of them and they don't die. So it's like. Uh, but that's me really being really picky. But all the the blood sport action, the fucking peacemaker action was great. Polka Man seeing his mom is like is fucking we- weird and out there, but hilarious. His his. I didn't pop, realize he
0: was as deadly as they made him out to be.
1: No, no, Gun upgraded him because I was about to because I made that joke of like, yo, if Polka Man hit hit Robin with some of these, he'd be dead. The other the, the Polka Dot Man in the comics, it was like a tele a teleporter or a, a shocker. Like they weren't, they weren't. It, they, he wasn't a real meta. I mean, he
0: he took off Sorrow's damn leg.
1: Yeah, Batman was got beat.
0: <laughs> like, all, and it would
1: just been one. One of them had to hit him. That's that's it. You know, I really liked the uh,
0: Ratcatcher's deal too.
1: She was great. Ratcatcher Rat was a really great character. I loved and Sebastian. The, I was about to say, I didn't. I'm not a big fan of Baby Groot. Not a big fan of Gun doing what he did over there. But Sebastian, I love the connection. Connection with Idris, and when all them rats was crawling over Idris, I felt it because he was just like, "Oh, I'd have been fucking gross, bro." There's no way everybody was just cool with all them fucking rats just rolling through. No sir, no, no, no sir, man. nasty. And then Margot Robbie <laughs> diving in the starro and living in in his gut in his like sack. Oh yeah, ooh, I was just like nasty. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I'm just, to think. I think I think the starro stuff played really well. I and see. See, comparing it to the first Suicide Squad, Enchantress didn't work. Starro really worked. And Starro's like such a a villain that sh- shouldn't work. Like, st- like the fact is, when you say Star- Su- the Suicide Squad's fighting Starro, you're like, huh? But it, re- it really, really worked. And it showed why the Suicide Squad is so good at what they do. And I loved his team. I definitely want to see Gunn in this u- universe again. Even though we're going to see it in January with Peacemaker. But I want to see him do another Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. Peacemaker's um, gonna be fucking great. Like I'm so excited for that show.
0: Yeah, Peacemaker's gonna be a really good, a really good show. It's pre obviously prequel. Cool. Um, no, it's a it's a sequel. He's dead.
1: You didn't stay till after the credits.
0: Oh, so there was an after after credits. Yep. He's alive. There you go. I only saw the weasel post-credit.
1: No, no, yeah. Peacemaker's alive. Um uh, the dude with the glasses and the blonde-haired white lady from Amanda Waller's crew walk walks into the hospital. And the lady was like, oh, yeah, we were able to save him. And they were like, he's a murderer. Like, Waller's just throwing this in our face because we supported that other lady. And she's making us babysit this dude. So Viola Davis isn't going to be in charge of them. Obviously, probably couldn't go into the show. So the guy and and the girl are going to be his handlers in the Peacemaker show.
0: Oh, interesting. Yep. So that'd be pretty cool.
1: Yep. And then Vigilante's one of the people that's going to be in it. Uh, there's a bunch of people that's going to be in peacemaker. I'm excited for that. Gun, man, give him the reins. Let him run DC, man. I'm with it. I'm I'm with a James Gunn DC. And then you pair that with Matt Reeves as like a, count, a counter? DC's in good hands right now.
0: Did you know that in the original concept art, they were going to go with Deathstroke? He, Idris is going to be Deathstroke. Yep. No, they were going to go with Deathstroke and oh. Joe Manganiello.
1: Oh, they were going to do Joe? Oh, because well, see, I heard about Idris being Deathstroke. Oh, they were going to do Joe. See, I, yeah. that tells me and DC then, and they then then they were like want to the to the Snyder shit.
0: And I think, like, Joe couldn't, maybe he couldn't do it, or, like, they did realize that they couldn't do Deathstroke, and, then like, they got Idris involved, and, like, they were like, well, you just can't be Deathstroke, so we're going to, like, make, bring Bloodsport. And I, I liked Bloodsport. I like Bloodsport, Bloodsport there, too, yeah.
1: I would have liked Deathstroke. Hopefully they can bring in Deathstroke in the next one, but I liked Bloodsport. Sport didn't know he had all those swords. Like when Peacemaker put, brought out that sword, I was like, "These two dudes use swords! Like, what are they doing?" They felt yeah. like Sportsmaster.
0: Yeah, man, that movie was absolutely wild. It was definitely, you know, Ooh, the best the great. best movie that's been out so far.
1: It was great. I'm I'm so excited to
0: watch it. it. Might have been better than some of the stuff i saw last year i can't even remember anything last year that i was like
1: it's better than all the marvel tv shows this year it's better than black widow it's better than like a, a like the some of the superhero movies last year it's better than like the only thing it's not better than is like the boys
0: but like this yeah, but i'm saying i'm saying like movie wise like i mean i think things better than Tenant.
1: Ooh, i'm not going that far yet you well, mean,
0: well i mean like in a sense that it made sense to all audiences
1: it did. It did. I and look, I'm not. I love this movie. I'm not trying to shit on this movie. I love, 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 love this movie. I love the humor. I love everything about it. It was great. Like, like I said, give Gun the keys to the kingdom. Him and Matt Reeves. I'm ready for it. Now that just has me excited for the Batman. I'm so ready for the Batman. Right.
0: Definitely. So, and, yeah, and we could do nice.
1: this year. Like, DC is looking good. Batman's next. If the Batman hits, Flash now has even more pressure on it. Oh yeah. Flash has even more pressure on it now because Gun's movie was a success.
0: Yeah. And I guess we're still trying to figure out where Gun's movie lies in the multiverse. Yep. So obviously now we're gonna need to connect something that gives us that Margot, Roby, Harley Quinn into whatever. Whatever Batman Batman you want to use.
1: Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Flash has so much pressure on it, so we're going to have to wait and see, but I'm giving this movie a 9. 9 out of 10. It was great. Yeah, I'll stay with that. 9 out of 10. It was fucking great. Alright, let's let's shit on Greg. I don't even know why I had to watch the last episode. Once Greg was gone and then she lied, she was like, she told Blake she loved him before she, before she, like, like before the show was time. Like, remember how she told Greg, she was like, I'm going to tell you that's I not love not a him.
0: lie, though. She, she the Greg stuff happened, and then she goes to the next week with Blake, and Greg's already gone.
1: So was Blake like, her second?
0: Okay. So was Blake her second choice? Well, that's, that's the thing. I think Blake might have been her first choice the whole time. That's why she was giving Greg the runaround. She was like, "Well, I mean, like, I don't and know if I." Can- Greg knew. That's what Greg. That's what Greg knew in his soul. That's why, like, she.
1: Everybody's like, "Yeah, K- Katie told him off, Christoph Christophman's plots. I see you out there, McLovin." Telling off, talking about Greg this, there. but like, bro, I'm well, he, sorry. He,
0: he, he reacted poorly.
1: I, I'm sorry, but like Katie saying like, you were gaslighting me. I was right the whole time. No, this dude told you, you he had, he's had he been depressed since he lost his dad. And you're the void that fills his heart. And all you could say to him in that moment was, I love look, looking at you. True but I'd have reacted poorly too. Don't don't let me tell you I love you and you tell me I, I look good. I'm so, like, what? Don't acknowledge me. And then after that, you're gonna you're gonna say, oh, um I'm begging you to stay like I'm trying I'm giving you the rose. I told your family I'd give you the rose. No, that's not the point. I don't care about that. You didn't acknowledge the fact that I said I love you, which hurts hurts even more because that means you don't love me.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's as deep as you're putting it as.
1: Um, I, that's how I think Greg saw it.
0: I don't think he's that smart to think that way.
1: Oh sh!
0: I mean, I you know I think what what happened is like Katie definitely did wrong. I mean, I don't say that Katie did anything right because I mean that, she shouldn't have reacted in that sort of way. I still think she was still on the fence. She was and she wanted to keep him around for another week, and I think that Justin was gonna leave. Oh yeah, because Justin was going to be gone, and then she would have had an opportunity to like suss it out and they, see him with her family. Because I mean, obviously, she would not have ha- he would have not have been able to handle that fucking ant. I mean, no. He nut. Yeah. So like, so like you know, I think she still had some things that she wanted to make sure she sorted out between Blake and and Greg, and she wasn't going to say I love you until she figured out which one that she was going to choose. And I mean, like you know, I think it's telling with the whole I love you thing with Blake is that. She told Blake, "I love you, And then she told Justin to go. Like she didn't go on a date with Justin, and she was like, yeah, she I, 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 I stayed true to my word. I, I knew who the one was, said she, I loved him. Yeah, and I'm cut, cut, cut ties. And I think like Greg wanted all that to happen to him at that point, but at that point, it was still
1: Blake could have won.
0: It was still that, but I mean, like you got to think in terms of like if it was a normal, and Michael would never have left. They would have gone to a rose ceremony, then they would have had another date, and then they would have had another date. Like, there were still two more weeks to go with, like, True. when they were having all this stuff. And all of this stuff happened. And she had, and the whole my stuff with Michael had just happened. And Michael, I assume, was probably going to, like, the thought process in my head is that Michael and Greg were going to be the final two. Michael leaves, and then she goes and does the, she obviously did Blake before Greg. And then, you know, she has a really awesome time with Blake and his family. And she's like, OK, well, maybe I can get over the Michael thing and Blake could be the guy. I think she was still all in on Greg. And then when it get got to that moment, she was like, she said the wrong thing. And I feel like he just reacted super poorly to it. Like, you know, obviously he would have had, you know, in the moment of what of that night, I think he was justified like in the yeah, way that he acted I agree
1: I agree it's the it's the other it's the,
0: it's the next day next where like he comes day. in there and he berates her and is like <laughs> I deserve better like she goes she's like I've done everything I can to validate and she like told she told him God, like, this, about the I love you and like and she you know literally there on her hands and knees begging him to stay and he's just yeah like, she,
1: she she got re- I gotta say if I'd have saw a girl on her hands and knees for me I'd have felt i been like, all right, this kind of resolves my male Our national in- TV, my male in- insecurity of me telling you I have a hole in my heart. That's but where they- it was like, all right, Katie, I feel you. But I didn't like, think sometimes th- told- that is
0: like this is this was the first issue they've had. He in the entire season, he's been a whiny little bitch the entire time about like me and Katie. I need more validation. I'm like, dude, you got. Th-. And she broke it down for him in that in the.
1: That's that I ain't fuck with that. I ain't fuck with that. She was like, "Oh yeah, you're an actor." and he she, He was like, "Well, I'm not Meryl Streep." She's like, "Well, obviously we know." Katie, don't th- start throwing jabs at Greg. That's fucked up. Bro, and then breaking he, out.
0: That was him not denying it. If he really wanted to deny that he wasn't on the show because of you know X reasons, not the right, not the proper reasons, he would have denied it. He did not. He, did. He, he did. he made a joke. He made a joke. He made a joke. That's all he did. He, I, I think there's there's some. I think that Katie is wrong in a sense of of his intentions because i think at the at that point he actually was like f- feeling feelings but i also I think, think he would have gotten engaged I, no i don't think he would have gotten engaged i don't think he wanted to mm-hmm. i think that was i think he realized that was his out so I mean, you you really on team for greg i'm not on team yeah i mean i, I would if he was the bachelor if they put him out to be the bachelor i would not watch that season because i just don't think that he i don't think they they'd give it he can't be after this. Yeah, I mean, like, I just don't think that he was in, I don't think he was right. I don't think he was right. I don't know, I'm not saying that Katie was all the way right either.
1: Yeah, I'll, okay, I'm, I'll, I'll I'm not I i do not think he was got- right for the comeback. Like, he was right for the night. He was not right for the next day. Katie was wrong for the first one, but Katie was right for the second one.
0: They well, should have worked and, with it. And the stuff that happened in the, in the, the finale, too. He, you know, him not really denying the whole acting thing. Him saying, like, I'm sorry that you felt that way instead of being like, you know, he, he never was sympathetic to her situation. And ne- and it seems like he never understood the show that he was on, even though he applied for it three times since Hannah Brown season, he's applied to be on the bachelor. So like he knew what, he knew what yeah. show he was supposed to be on. And then you got all these other people coming out of his real life. And he'd be like, he is not the shy guy act that he's put on. So it's just like, I just, I don't, I don't trust this guy. And it, I feel like right pain was right. In a, in a sense that he probably saw his out and was like, I'm going to it. I'm going to take this out right now because I am yeah. not about to get engaged. And then Ooh,
1: good point, but he's not going to be the bachelor. There's no way they're going to pick him after this. I think to your prediction earlier, as much as we want Andrew S, I think the bachelor is going to come from the next girl season. You
0: no, know, uh, you know, I saw someone posting today. was like, you know, why does the bachelor? Always, Cause you know, Matt James didn't come from a season, obviously. You know, Ari when he was the Bachelor, he didn't come off the season prior. Hated him. Yeah, obviously. Um, you know, what was it? Um, the season with wow, oh, crap! The season that's on Netflix right now at the Bachelor. The season after that, none of those guys were became the Bachelor. So I wouldn't mind if they went out and pulled Mike Johnson and got him to come back to be the Bachelor. Or oh, if they oh got some, old Mike, big Mike, Demi Lovato's
1: Mike. Oh, bring yeah. it back. Yeah,
0: let's do it. Or if they went and got someone who had some stints on Paradise that may may not look good. You know, someone from Tayshia's season, like they never got their opportunity because of Matt James. You know, there are some guys there that, you know, Ivan from Tayshia's season. I would like to see him maybe do it or, you know, Brendan or some of the people have finished late. So, you know, I think there's definitely a lot of people out there and then you'll see what happens with Michelle's season. So there's definitely a lot of people who are out there, but, yeah, just not Greg Grippa, man. Yeah, it's he's not going to
1: be Greg. Day. It's
0: not going to be oh. Greg. I, I think he'll be in Paradise next year.
1: Mm, Andrew S might be
0: too. If, yeah, maybe. Or if he's not already on the season. Like, I don't think – Justin, for sure, is not on the Bachelor in Paris. He came on a podcast and said, I'm not on it. But I, I – I don't I can't recall if I've ever seen or read of something where Andrew S was like, Yeah, I'm not on it. Because like when I watched that promo and I saw Demi who I did not know was on that season and then like a few other people that I was like, I did not know you were coming. Mm-hmm. So like I'm just like, who who's gonna show who up? Who else is
1: gonna become? Well I'm I'm excited to watch it. You got me in. I'm back in the bachelor nation. This season was good enough. Hooked me in. Fucking Greg. But that finale was pointless. Like once it was Blake, they tried to make it seem like is like are they gonna get engaged? Yeah, bitch. Yeah, they're gonna get engaged. Now my question is, do you think they're gonna last? That's a
0: fat no no. I don't know, man. Like I think that they could last, but I just don't think that like, it's gonna oh, no. I don't know. I don't know if she's gonna just... move to Canada. Well I think he would move to America. Because I mean, he obviously he's one unemployed, and two, he's obviously already traveling all the time. So, like, what does it really matter where he's where he's like uh, set up? But I I just think that I I think that they kind of fit in a niche together where they're like they're two weirdos. I just don't really think that like they're gonna be like the bachelor couple that everyone's like, oh yeah, you know, Greg or not Greg, but Blake and Katie. Like that, yeah. Like they're not no like
1: Tasia, and they're definitely no uh, jo- uh, JoJo and uh, Jordan Rogers. No. And bro, fuck Caitlyn Bristow. This episode confirmed that I do not like Caitlyn Bristow at all. No. Taysha should have just been the outright host. When Caitlyn Bristow didn't realize she was coming to a break, when Greg and Katie and Greg and Katie were fussing, she's like, "Sorry, we gotta, I gotta interrupt y'all. We gotta take a break." I was like, "See, Caitlyn Bristow, you're a shitty host." <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, and I also feel like like they did a, a bad job, K- Tayshia and Caitlin in a sense, they did a bad job moderating that scenario. They now. did, and you know, and you know, I hate to mention the man's name because he's out now, but you know, Chris Harrison would not have let Greg walk off that set without having a comment.
1: Yeah, he wouldn't have. That's a fact. That's a that's a fact. That's a fact. Good for Greg, though, man. I'm not staying for this bullshit out of here. Peace, peace, Keisha, and fucking Caitlin Bristow. You'll stop me? You Go get your mans to stop me, that fucking weirdo. <laughs> Caitlyn like, Bristow, Kaylin's man. Jason. Yeah, yeah. This
0: is the man, dude. <laughs> but solid <laughs> season, man. Yeah, it was it was alright. It wasn't the best, but yeah, you know, it wasn't it, the worst. It, was, it wasn't the worst. It was the least viewed since Hannah Brown's. For real, damn. But I mean, that I think that has to do more so with, you know, uh, people who are diehard on the Chris Harrison, Chris Harrison. being yeah. like, I'm not going to watch because Chris Harrison is on there, blah, blah, blah. And also, you know, Katie was 11th place in her season. So she's not really like... She wasn't that interesting.
1: Yeah, she wasn't that interesting. I'll give her that. The men were more interesting when, in this season than she was.
0: Yeah. So, like, I'm hoping that when they choose, like, I think Michelle's season is going to pick up i think a lot of people are gonna have to tune in for that because like michelle was pretty pretty beloved on that season uh but i think whoever they pick for the bachelor they need to pick someone that's like a big deal a bit yeah well, a favorite someone, a favorite and someone who knows the show because that was the biggest thing with matt james is that dude did not know what show he was on so yeah, that's can, fair yeah so they'll they'll pick hopefully they'll pick someone good i don't know
1: but that's pretty much all we got. Sorry, everybody. I've been hiccuping for the past like ten minutes. Couldn't help it. Didn't have any water. It was, it was just—it's just coming out. But you guys can find me at Limbwt, Follow Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. Be sure to check out the most recent episode of the Bros Who Think podcast. Anime Talk is out, and there's a new One Piece manga review. And you can follow me at Limbwt on Let- Letterboxd. Always reviewing stuff I'm watching. Yep, you can
0: uh, follow me on Twitter, and Instagram at AShuber14. Um, Letterboxd, Adam BWT. Uh, I didn't do one for Under the Skin. I, what was that movie? I watched Attack the Block with John Boyega. Is like Did you debut. like it? Yeah, it was a good movie. So I might review that. But okay. I have to. I not reviewed Suicide Squad yet, so I probably. Do yeah, it. I
1: haven't put that on there. I'm. I'm. Did, did I? I might have put it on there. Did I give it a four? Mm. I might. have gave it a
0: four. Ooh, mm, blasphemy. I think I I think I did at least a four or five. Yeah, I gave it a four.
1: Oof, change that to what a five? Four or five? Oh, 4.5? Yeah, you're right. It is a four point five. You're right. You're right. Yeah, there we go. Four All five. Right. Good rating.
0: Well, next week we'll be embarking on Titans, and I think soon we have uh, that Showtime show Heels coming out.
1: He- Heels is is this show? Yeah, we'll have Titans and Heels next week. Yeah, heels so, is heels is the Sunday.
0: Okay, I missed that on movie on the rise, but yeah, so heels is the Sunday. So make sure that you look out for that. We'll be talking about heels and Titans mm-hmm. next week. So I hope everyone out there has a great week, and as always, keep binging.